Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Villaintober. We're, we're still doing it. Um, we're recording on a Sunday morning. Well, I guess Sunday early afternoon for me. For you. Um, it's, it's noon yeah. now for you. Yeah. We've had, <laughs> we've had so many disruptions the past few months of varying degrees, and I feel like we start out every episode being like, sorry if the energy's weird, but... I mean, to be fair, it will keep happening. I'm moving in like a month. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna, I'm gonna come back and be like, okay guys, I finally sorted out my work schedule, and Briar's gonna be like, well, I'm moving. (laughs) New house, There's... new sounds, it's fine. New house, Maybe, new sounds. Poss- possibly the sounds of children crying? Who knows? Who knows? Um, speaking of, of children crying, <laughs> um, you know who would probably make children cry? <laughs> um, our friend Max Lord. <laughs> what a segue! Yeah. Speaking of children crying, Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord. You know, if I was a child and I met Maxwell Lord, I would probably, I would probably start crying. I'd be um, like, what the fuck is up with this guy? What, what is, what's this guy's deal? Anyways, um, the, uh, we joked earlier about doing a bunch of unrelated villains and just coming up with, uh, extremely obscure connections for them. The real connection between last week and this week is that much like Black Manta has gone through a truly baffling number of uh, origin stories, um, Maxwell Lord has really fluctuated a lot in terms of how evil people want him to be (laughs) and how powerful people want him to be. So it's not like my jokey connection where it's like, well, much like Black Manta got his face bitten off, let's talk about the King of Nosebleeds, Maxwell Lord. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Listen, one time uh, Black Manta got his whole face bitten off and his nose was probably bleeding because he had no face. Yeah. And uh, so... uh, this Maxwell Lord. So there we go. Um, yeah. One hundred percent. One hundred percent foolproof connection. Yeah, absolutely. D- despite having maybe one of the most villainous sounding names you could have, <laughs> he was not always necessarily extremely evil. Although he has always been a capitalist. He has always been a capitalist, which is in many ways the most evil thing you can be. So, uh, what we know about, um, Maxwell Lord is he was introduced in the, uh, 1987 Keith Giffen and, uh, J.M.D. Mateus run of Justice League, um, which is- Was that seriously his first introduction? Yeah! Wow. Yeah, nope, that's that's him. He's he's just here now. I just assumed that like he was probably a bit part in something else and then they pulled him for JLI, but no, he was born there. 
he was born there. They were like, we need, we need a capitalist bastard man. <laughs> um, well, they did it. They did it. They made it. Yeah. Um, so yes, this, this was the, uh, the team that would become Justice League International, the, uh, <laughs> home of, uh, Ted Cord and Booster Gold, among others. Uh, there, there's not, we don't have a whole lot of, of backstory stuff for Maxwell Lord. We know that he's Maxwell Lord the fourth, and his father was also named Maxwell Lord. Um, his father was also a businessman, but like a principled one, <laughs> if there is wow. such a thing. Um, a less morally bankrupt businessman. <laughs> Yeah, you know, one of the ethical millionaires. <laughs> Quote, um, unquote. Yeah. Uh, when Max, our friend Max, friend of the show Max. <laughs> friend of the show Max. To be fair, I burnt myself out on JLI before I got to the point where he was like true evil. So in my heart, he is still our fr- our good friend Max. I mean, honestly, I, I am like, I am kind of fond of this this dude, <laughs> this terrible man. I have I have sort of a place in my heart for him. But uh, when he is uh, a teenager, his uh, father commits suicide because of uh, realizing that his company was like producing like one of the things it was making was like carcinogenic and he was like oh no i've hurt people with capitalism wait why doesn't he just like fix it no he's too <laughs> he's too upset just like max isn't going to fix this probably N- no no um like, sir just fix your mistakes <laughs> uh Maxwell's mother also carries on the tradition of not fixing it because she spins as it she's like, oh, this is like the fault of like you know, it's other people's fault that this happened to your father. Like this is the fault of like more powerful people and like the government and also superheroes i guess i don't think i think superheroes have too much power and nobody does anything about it and only (laughs) capitalists should have power um superheroes (laughs) killed your dad i thought he killed himself because he was so sad about um hurting people with his capitalism no no it was the superheroes they they made him hurt people with his capitalism they forced him to with all of their powers. Um, yes, with all of their many, many powers. Um, so this is um, th- this is happening in in the background of uh, Maxwell Lord's life. Is that he has a mother who's like a pretty uh, significant presence and um, not a very good mom, and who is uh, constantly telling him. That he's not good enough, and also that she hates superheroes, incidentally. <laughs> you um, know what I hate? You and superheroes. <laughs> two things. 
Um, <laughs> Two things I hate in this world. Yes. Th- that's a pretty fucked up thing to tell me, your son. Get out of here. Get get go. out of here. Go do some capitalism. Go um, go swim in the coin pool. Like Scrooge <laughs> McDuck. <laughs> the only thing that can bring us any joy anymore. Um, so we also know that um, he uh, gets a job um, with a corporation called Innovative Concepts. Very generic name. Um, I mean, it does sound like a startup, though. Yeah, exactly. And he uh, starts being like, okay, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get to the top, baby. Capitalism. Um, He becomes sort of like the protege of the CEO of the company and starts to come up with this this plan to kill him. So that happens pretty fast. He he ends up he's not able to go to go through with it. He like tries. He's like going on like a um a, like a trip with him, and then there's like um an accident, and he the CEO almost dies, and Max saves, and he's like, oh, actually, I don't really, I don't, I'm not actually capable of murder yet. <laughs> um, but also during this trip. He, um, is not, uh, not possessed, sort of possessed, not really possessed, manipulated, really, by a sentient computer. So initially, initially, this was a, um, computer, a sentient computer that was created by Metron, who is... One of the new gods, um, he's the new god who, uh, flies around in a big floating chair and is sort of like a, uh, watcher-type figure where he's not really associated with either side of the new god and he's just sort of there to, uh, observe things. Um, unclear why he built this sentient computer. For fun. Just for funsies, he got bored. He's just flying around in this big, big chair all day. And then, uh, a little bit later, this is somewhat retconned to be like, okay, it was a sentient computer created by Metron, but the computer was possessed by another sentient computer. Um, by a a sort of, sort of a... uh, cyborg intelligence being called Kilgore, but K-I-L-G percentage symbol R-E. Okay. Um, yeah, who was a, um, a Flash, uh, villain, seemingly was destroyed, um, and then shows up in, uh, whenever this retcon with, um, Max's backstory happens, um, and Kilgore, um, influences Max, wants to take over the world, obviously, it's an evil computer possessing another evil computer, um, and it influences Max, it's like, listen, I'll give you, like, a lot of, you know, knowledge and, uh, capability, uh, 
and you can, you know, rise up the ranks of this company and become super powerful. Um, and you just have to listen to my great ideas. Like, for example, start a new Justice League. <laughs> um, start a new Justice League. Put Beetle and Booster on it. This is a great and foolproof plan. Um, and also, uh, has him set up, like, stage a terrorist attack, basically, um, so that his new Justice League can fight it, and then he can be like, wow, the new Justice League, they did a great job. (laughs) Um, later on, um, they, um... So this is not, like, this is just sort of how things get started. Um, at some point, um, Metron shows up and goes, like, I'm taking my sentient computer back. And Max is able to to break out of uh, Kilgore's control. Um, later on, they do, like, much later, they retcon this to be, like, Kilgore was still there. But Max already had this plan to do all this stuff with the Justice League, and Kilgore basically just helped him carry it out, which I think was, like, largely part of, like, when they were having him be, like, full, full evil. Uh, they were like, we probably, we probably should make it so that what he did was of his own volition. And not just that he got, um, manipulated by an evil computer. Uh, but, uh, before this all happens and he goes, like, full, full evil, he, um, after he's no longer influenced by Kilgore, but still kind of, uh, managing the, the Justice League, whatever you call it, directing managing, producing, (laughs) um, in charge of running the Justice League, he is not really, like, he's a capitalist, and definitely, you know, sort of, uh, not terribly morally upstanding, but still just sort of a guy. You know, like, he has moments of, like, sympathy, and he cares somewhat about, like, the Justice League and the people on it. So, just, just got, I mean, honestly, a character type that I do enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, sort of a a fun, uh, slightly, you know, charlatan-esque guy, um, but not evil, evil. He also, obviously, like, he, he starts his own company. He's super rich. It's, it's called whatever, like, Lord Industries or Lord Enterprises or whatever. I don't, I don't know what Ted's company is called either, and I'm never gonna be able to remember because their names rhyme. (laughs) Um, but, uh, so that's, uh, that's that's what what he's uh what he's doing for uh the most most of the Justice League International stuff like the 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 Giffen and, and Demetrius stuff in uh 
what year is it? In 1989, so a couple years after Maxwell first shows up, there is a DC crossover event, um, largely written by uh, Keith Giffen, called Invasion, uh, which is about a uh, race of aliens called the Dominators. So, obviously cool guys who you can trust. (laughs) who uh, form an alliance with a bunch of other alien species, mostly ones who have, like, some sort of beef with um, Earth or with superheroes, uh, and, as the title implies, make this plan to invade Earth and, like, uh, subjugate Earth's metahumans to their will somehow um towards the end of this event one of the things that happens is that like a rogue dominator sets off a device he's developed called a called the gene bomb with gene g-e-n-e not pants um uh it's a it's a bomb that targets people named gene (laughs) Oh no. Um, oh, beans. He um sets off this gene bomb that um specifically targets the metagene um in humans, which is apparently what enables people to develop superpowers, which is already a little bit silly because there are like very very few DC superheroes with like genetic superpowers um but it's like it whatever but so the gene bomb is uh intended to uh incapacitate anyone who has this gene you know they lose control of their powers and then they like uh go into a coma and obviously um you know other superheroes are able to stop it and revive everyone who is affected by it. Presumably because there's a ton of people who aren't because there's, like, a lot of people who have superpowers because of, like, being aliens or having a magic item or something. Or just not having any superpowers. (laughs) Um, but one of the, uh, side effects of it is that it turns out there's a small percentage of the population that has, like, the metagene, but it's, like, latent, uh, and it activates it. Um, again, none of this is how genetics work, obviously, but (laughs) genetics is one of the areas of science that I feel like comics is the most bad at. (laughs) Yeah. But, uh, it... It gives our friend Max, uh, like, a mind control ability, but it takes, like, a huge amount of mental effort to use it, uh, and also he gets a a fun nosebleed, which, again, I do, I do love a psychic nosebleed, (laughs) like... It's a very good trope, is the thing. It's 
it's a very it's a very fun just sort of thing to slap on slap onto somebody. Um, and if they use too much, they pass out. Like if it's they great. Use too much, they... Yeah. Listen, I think part of it, and um, we'll see this also later as like they try to figure out what to do with Max. Part of it is that like mind control is like such an OP superpower if it's just like left unchecked. Um, yeah. <laughs> They're like, okay, you can't do everything with your brain. You gotta have some sort of like stress factor. Yeah. Or if like, you do too you, much. <laughs> you have to have like either, you know, the powers are like unstable or there's limits on them or the person using them has like some sort of like you know very strict code or like people who are immune to it who would stop them or just you know it takes it's really 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 hard work and you get a nosebleed and if you do it too much you uh could pass out and die um which is great (laughs) yeah um he, uh, this is, um, sort of also, like, where they, they put in more of, like, oh, his mother is, like, you know, influencing him to be, like, one, you have superpowers now, so I hate you more. Um, but two, like, you have to use your superpowers to, like, you know, prevent other superheroes from hurting people. Um, he, uh, has his fun nosebleed powers for a while. Um, at one point he's possessed by a villain called Dream Slayer, um, who is a member of, um, a supervillain team called the Extremists, who are all based on Marvel supervillains. Uh. Um, yeah, uh... Dream Slayer is based on, who is it, uh, Dormammu? Um, fun. Fun. Yeah, fun. Fun, fun, fun. There's like one, there's like a, a Doctor Doom one, and like a Magneto one, but this, this one is Dormammu, and he, um, possesses Max and is able to use his own abilities to like amp up Max's power and uh, enable him to control many, many people at once. Um, unleashes uh, a lot of chaos. Uh, forces the the Justice League to start uh, fighting itself. And when he's um, finally like escapes Dream Slayer's control, seemingly. Um, his powers are gone. Used too much. Used too much. Ain't got him anymore. Um, he, um, briefly dies. He gets, he has a, um, a brain tumor and dies for a little bit. And then he gets, um, (laughs) resurrected by Kilgore again. Kilgore's like, ah, mm, I do kind of miss this guy. Listen, we had some good times together, and, uh, like, 
brings him back, like, using uh, a, a a robot body. So he, like, he becomes a cyborg. Um, this is, is later retconned completely. Like, he's a cyborg for a little bit, and then he shows up again later, and he's simply not a cyborg. And (laughs) later on after this, he's just, like, he does a whole thing where he's like, oh, yeah, no, I was a cyborg, and then, uh, I don't know, I I did a bunch of, um, surgery, and now I'm I'm not anymore. But basically... (laughs) It's okay, I got better. I got better. I feel like it would have been easier to just toss him in a Lazarus pit. Just toss him right in there. And then when he comes back evil, you have, you know... Yeah, you're like, oh, it was a Lazarus pit. We do want Max Lord to be evil now. Well, remember when we tossed him in that Lazarus pit? God, you're a genius. Yes. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Solved it. Lazarus pits solve... Different. Yeah. Lazarus Pitts can solve multiple narrative issues at once. Um, it was basically um, editorial. Dan, Dan Didio, <laughs> enemy of the show Dan Didio himself, apparently was like, yeah, we wanted to use, um, we thought Max would be a good villain in Infinite Crisis. And then we all remember that he was a cyborg. And then we were like, do we want him to be a cyborg still? And everyone was like, no. So we were like, okay, he's not. <laughs> I mean, like I, comics. I feel like that's so comics. It just really is. You know, sometimes people put a lot of thought into how and why these things happen, and then sometimes it's just a bunch of guys at the table being like, "I don't, I don't want to think about him being a cyborg. That seems hard to remember. Can he just be a guy?" Can you just be a guy again? Well, why is he a guy again? We'll figure it out later. It's fine. Um, it's fine. We'll just, we'll come up with something. Um, as Cyborg Max, he, uh, assembles, like, some Justice League members for, uh, the the miniseries formerly known as the Justice League, and I can't believe it's not the Justice League. Um... His mother ends up um, dying in, like, the aftermath of uh, the death of Superman, um, which makes him angrier about superheroes. Uh, at this point, they're just like, okay, he's gonna, he's gonna be... He's gonna be evil. He's gonna should- really hate superheroes now. Everybody's like, should we be worried about Max? And they're like, well... I mean, probably. I next time, next time he's evil. Maybe we just, maybe we just form the JLI again. Maybe he'll have like some sentiment there. Yeah, maybe we can just talk to him as his friends. Um, hey, Booster, can you go talk to Max? <laughs> Booster's like, no, he hated Surely. me. He yelled at me all the time. I'm, I'm literally, I think. His least favorite member of the team. It's like either me or Guy. <laughs> Actually, I think it's Guy least favorite, and then me and Ted together as the second least favorite. <laughs> or it's Booster and Ted individually tied for second least favorite, together definitely least favorite. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. 
That's what together worse <laughs> than guy. <laughs> the joint entity of Booster and Beetle. The worst thing that could have happened to Max trying to run this team. <laughs> They're like, can't we send like Scott? I feel like he liked Scott. I feel like he was Maybe he liked Scott. John. Maybe send John. I don't think John will get mind controlled either. So just send John. Where's John at? <laughs> um God. Uh so the um the big Max's big moment. Um <laughs> Max's big for, day. Uh, yeah. For for uh for well, I was gonna say for better or for worse, but extremely <laughs> for worse. In uh Infinite Crisis, they make the decision to um make Maxwell Lord one of the uh main antagonists. Um they make him uh I think the leader of uh the like covert ops group uh checkmate and um they establish all this stuff about how they're like actually he hated superheroes the whole time he was like using the justice league to like gather information um he was uh like secretly sabotaging them behind the scenes um to you know prevent them from being effective which rude think, yeah extremely rude also the makeup the, the team composition of the jli is in many ways sabotage enough maybe that's what they if mean you, by sabotage from behind yeah, the scenes he just, he just put guy gardner on the team and then stepped back and was like good luck <laughs> um okay but like i i don't enjoy like heel turns where they're like ooh actually he was evil the whole time like just yes like he died and came back that's a big life moment his mother died because of superhero related shenanigans i'm assuming yes that's a big turning point like just have him be like oh it's it's so clear to me now super my mother was yeah. right superheroes yeah. are the problem yeah no it's like it's it's it it's not hard to do with like a little bit of writing effort but that's something that's <laughs> comic no, books no he was evil yeah. the whole time yeah and i think i think it's more compelling as a villain if it's like yeah no he was like genuinely sympathetic to the justice league for yeah. a while like, um, they were his friends, they were his colleagues, yeah. and then, like, so much shit has happened that he has changed, and yes. he has to deal with that, and also his friends have to deal with that, and I want that emotional friction. Yes, no, that's the ideal. Um, the, uh, basically the, the inciting incident for Infinite Crisis is uh, Ted Kord, the Blue Beetle, figures out all of this about Max, that he's been evil the whole time. Um, <laughs> and How did Ted find this out? Did he, like, stumble across, like, a zipped folder full of <laughs> Max's evil plants, and he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. 
Huh. He's like browsing the JLI computer. He's like, wait a second. What's this? I've never clicked on this before. <laughs> it says porn, do not open. That's that's clever. Yeah. That's clever, Max. Yeah, ooh, sneaky, sneaky bastard. Um, I I was just being polite and not opening it this whole time, but I am a little bit concerned about Max right now, so I am going through his whole computer. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, jeez. Ah, beans. Why is um, this labeled evil plan dot docx? <laughs> oh, that's a funny joke. Wait a second. <laughs> Hold on. Why do you have Hold a Word on. document in your porn folder? Max, do you... Has Max been moonlighting as a romantic, like, as, like, a smut author? Maxwell. <laughs> I gotta read this. Oh. Oh, no. Oh, no. This isn't fun erotica at all. <laughs> I was really hoping it was fun erotica. Oh, dang it. Now I gotta go talk to Max about it. <laughs> No, I gotta go talk to Max. I hope nothing bad happens to me. Um, Max, uh, when Ted finds this out, makes an offer to Ted to join him in his evil plan. Obviously it doesn't work, because it's Ted. Um, and he, uh, shoots him, shoots him in the head. Ted dies. And then, uh... Max goes on to uh, enact a whole bunch of other evil plans. He um, is given, like, the ability by um, Lex Luthor's omnipotent alternate universe son. Ugh, yep. Comics. Um, I remember that guy. Yeah, he um, gives Max control over... um, Batman's satellite that he uses to uh, monitor superhuman activity. Once again, Batman's paranoia blows up in his face. It literally, it's literally never worked in his (laughs) favor even once. Everything, it's never, ever, ever been like, oh, Superman's evil. Thank God I have my evil Superman contingency plan. It's always, 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 oh no, somebody found my Superman contingency plan and now they're trying to kill Superman. How can this happen? (laughs) Meanwhile, Clark is like, Bruce, you have to stop making these things. Bruce, it is not helping us. Like, at least stop labeling them. Stop putting it in a little box that has the Superman symbol on it. Like, put it in a root cellar or something, just like behind a jar of preserves. Like, come on. Have Alfred hide it. Yeah, Alfred would do a good job. Alfred, Alfred, Um, I need the Superman (laughs) contingency. Ah, yes, very good, sir. Opens the pots and pans drawer, ruffles around, pulls it out. Exactly. Um, so he uses Batman's satellite to um, create a cyborg army. Um, uh, de- de- it develops is what, like a. Is that what the satellite was supposed to do? Because, Bruce, I have d- questions. Every time I touch upon, like, the Brother I, Omac, Alexander oh. Luther Jr. stuff, I'm just, I'm just baffled. Yeah. I'm just, like, 
I, I love, I do love, like, the evil, you know, like, spooky techno-horror-like stuff. I don't understand how this works or why. Um, he uses Batman's satellite to make an army of cyborgs by infecting a bunch of people with a techno-virus, which is, is not, is not a thing that's plausible, and I know that Marvel also has a similar thing, like, this is a virus that turns you into a robot, and it's like, th- that cannot happen. I <laughs> love, can't. I love fiction. I love fiction. I Sometimes, lo- I sometimes you're like, oh, they're gonna go the nanobot route. Oh, nope. A virus that turns you into a robot. Okay. Okay. Sure, sure, sure. Absolutely. Not just tiny um, little robots controlling you. You are robot now. You are robot. Um, he also um, is able to use his powers to um, mind control Superman. Of course. Which, yeah, which is what we mean by mind control powers can be extremely OP. Um, presumably his, like, power is boosted somehow by... Um, Lex Luthor's alternate dimension on the omnipotent sun or by using the satellite or whatever. But he, um, he influences Superman to attack Batman and Wonder Woman does, you know, an unhinged rant about how much he hates superheroes. Diana, um, is like, okay, well, I don't want to kill Superman, obviously, but also... Even if I beat Superman, like, Max can just keep controlling him. And, you know, even if we stop Max, he'd still be able to do this again. So she goes, um, she finds Max, she uses her lasso, she's like, how do I free Superman? Um, and he's like, you can't, I mean, you can't, you can make me stop now, but I would still, like... I'll just do it again. Um, and she's like, well, how do I prevent that from happening? And Max is like, you would have to kill me. Um, so <laughs> she's she breaks like, all right, neck. cool, fuck this guy. Yeah, all right, bye, idiot. Um, she breaks his neck. <laughs> this, um, just, it's, no problem. It, done. <laughs> done. Um, this is a uh, a pretty... Uh, I don't want to say it's iconic, because that implies, like, more positive than it is. It's it's an upsetting moment for everybody, but it is, like, a very, you know, significant Wonder Woman moment, and it causes this, like, huge, like, rift between her and Superman and Batman, who are like, we can't just kill people, and Diana's like, literally, this was the only way to prevent, like, <laughs> untold... Trust massive me. destruction. I asked. I said, um, I said, Maxwell Lord, please, please, how can I stop this? And he's like, well, murder. Me specifically. And she's like, you know what? Is that the only way? And Max said, yes, Diana. That is literally the only way. I will <laughs> write it down and sign it for you if that yes. will help. I am She's physically like, mm, compelled mm, mm, to see, tell you I the see. truth right now. <laughs> I see, I see. All right. Um, I will right. be doing that then. 
I will be doing that. Goodbye, Max. <laughs> Goodbye. Um, rest in pieces. Um, he comes back a couple times. There's a um a storyline, uh Booster tries to go back in time and prevent Max from killing Ted, and then, you know, realizes blah, 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 time. Yeah, you know, hand wave time. Time stuff, like, oh no, can't do in it. the future, like, yep, can't do it, not today. Um, he is, uh, he's brought back to life as a Black Lantern in Blackest Night, and then properly comes back um during brightest day tries to kill Jaime Reyes because he just uh Ah, just hates another blue beetle (laughs) another one dang I gotta I gotta squash him gotta squash these bugs Jaime's right I don't I don't even know you (laughs) I I have never met you sir (laughs) I don't know what your beef is with me I have no idea who you are (laughs) um he uh there's uh some weird time travel stuff. They go to a future where uh, it's like, oh no, Max has indi- instigated like a metahuman war. Um, tries to, tries to kill Jaime like a lot. Does God. like try and shoot him, but Jaime survives. Max. Um, well, yeah, because Max. Jaime has you know armor, something that <laughs> yeah. Ted has never had. Ted's never once, can, despite his completely vulnerable human body, he's Ted. just like, I'll just put on a, a, a cloth hat. Ted's ghost is like, oh shit, huh, armor. Oh, fuck. Why didn't I think of that? I've been huh. surrounded by superheroes. This Surely one of these people would have been able to make me some armor. I could have made it. I'm an inventor. I could have made some nice lightweight armor. That could have prevented me from getting murdered by a bullet. <laughs> it's not like I don't... Like, I still have a full head covering. Uh, yeah. It's not like Booster, who's like, I need to have my beautiful hair shining in the sunlight. Like, yeah, I but Booster has a force field. Like, why didn't Ted just replicate that? Why didn't he just... <laughs> oh, Ted. It, my, um, my sweet time, Timeline. You can't, you can't, you can't invent on this, Ted. It's timeline stuff. Yeah, it's because of, uh, you know, can't do it. Can't do Not it. today. Nope. Mm-mm. Sorry. Um, in, uh, I think, uh, so in New 52, um, maybe starting in New 52 and then also in Rebirth, um, they retcon... Max's powers to one be that he's had them since he was young and two um make it more of like sort more of like a charm person kind of thing than like proper like mind control like he can like persuade and like suggest like influence people into doing things in in like you know like, a super-powered way, not just being, like, very charismatic. But he can't, like, force people to do things that they wouldn't necessarily do. Um, like, he can, you know, make them act on subconscious, like, impulses or make them think certain things are a good idea, but he can't just, like, fully just, like, take them over. 
Mm. Basically. Um, later, um, I think after Death Metal, they've reset it again to be back back to what it was originally, but possibly more powerful, which, again, is a little busted. (laughs) You, you, it's really, you gotta be careful. You gotta be careful with mind control stuff. But it's like, oh, now he can, uh, like, create illusions and, like, alter people's perception and stuff. But he, uh... He's also, I think, become, like, I think they're also making him somewhat less evil. Um, he, oh, also he's Eclipso just for, like, a hot second. Oh, but who hasn't been Eclipso for a hot second? (laughs) Truly, who among us has not been Eclipso? (laughs) Um, he's been, like, he, he does, he does a bunch of evil stuff, and then he gets arrested, and last uh last i've heard he's like being like supervised by wonder woman and amanda waller to uh undo some of the damage he's done and i think he's going back to being on checkmate um or like some new version of checkmate um but uh yeah he was also um obviously he was the villain in Wonder Woman 1984, played by Pedro Pascal. Um, Excellent. Incredible. He's also, yeah. He's uh, shown up in a couple... He was in Smallville at some point, and I think he was also in CW Supergirl. Um, but yeah, he's he's been... He's been around. I, I am, like I said, I am fond of him, but like mostly... Like, the earlier version, because, like, I do, like, I love Possessed by Computer, I love Psychic Nosebleed, and I love sort of, uh, amoral, true neutral, slightly, like, sympathetic kind of behind-the-scenes guy. Um, those are all fun for me. Would love... Love for that to be the case again, and not the extremely evil version. But, you know, sometimes you have a name like Maxwell Lord, and you do gotta be evil. Yeah. Other than just, you know, morally ambiguous capitalist. Yeah. Um, I, um, I did not read any comics this week. I have been, uh, very, very busy. Did you have any comics stuff or anything else you wanted to talk about no i was gonna read fangs by sarah anderson but then we recorded early and i was like ah well i'll still read it oh no it's hopefully i read it uh before next week yes then 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 we can have some comics yes trying to oh um saga's coming back that's this is true news that um got announced at New York Comic Con after a uh very, very long hiatus. Uh Saga is coming back. <laughs> Thank you, um Mr. Brian K. Vaughn. So uh excited for that. I can't like 
NYCC is happening this weekend, and I feel like I have not heard a lot of comics news. Um, I heard but also, like I said, news. I, <laughs> I have been very busy, so it's possible I just missed it. No, I also um, haven't been hearing comics news. Okay. Um, I don't know. I don't know why they scheduled fandom for the weekend after New York Comic Con instead of just like maybe they didn't have a- anything really planned for New York Comic Con because they're like I don't know conventions we're gonna do our own digital thing yeah no that's 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 fair but yeah um if anyone uh anyone saw some exciting news that we missed by all means let us know um Oh. Hopefully next next week we will both have read some comics. Yeah. There's a Kickstarter for um Long Exposure, which oh, is yes. a webcomic that I read and really enjoyed about teens who get superpowers from a radioactive spill and also fall in love. <laughs> the ideal <laughs> um that um that is extremely good. Um Yes. So, okay. Hopefully, next week, we will have read some comics. Until then, um, you can find us online, on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, Facebook. Just find us at Capes and Japes. Um, we have a uh, email address, capesandjapes at gmail.com. If you want to send us stuff, um, ask us questions, any of that. Uh, we have a Discord server, um, where we are both around pretty much all the time, so feel free to come hang out with us there, talk about comics stuff and non-comic stuff. Um, we, uh, have a Patreon if you want to support us there. You can get bonus episodes, watch stuff, help us pick what we talk about, um... If you can't support us on Patreon, but you still want to help out the show, leaving a rating and review is a very cool way to do that. We will definitely give you a shout out if you do. Um, telling a friend about the show, if you think they would be interested in it. Um, and uh, just, you know, just uh, coming back and joining us. So... Thank you for being here once again for uh, this week's episode of Capes and Japes. I have been Olivia. And I have been Briar. And, as always, you're gonna need that contingency when I take over Superman, sexy Batman. <laughs> Damn. So true, bestie. <laughs>